When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Thrifting Ain't Easy. My name is Erica, and there are going to be two separate parts to this week's episode. First, we are going to dive into how you can turn your hobby into a business. And then the latter half of this episode, I'm going to be reflecting on a big number I hit on my Etsy sales. Some of you guys might have seen if you follow me over on Instagram, but I hit 3,000 Etsy sales. That is such a huge deal for me. I'm so grateful. And I want to spend the latter half of the episode just reflecting on that journey to 3,000. So if you're interested in learning how you can turn your hobby into a business and also also hear a little bit about my journey to 3000 just keep on listening think of that one thing that you absolutely love to do and you wish you could do it and make money from it and live off of it What is that one thing that you love to do and want to make money off of? Picture it in your mind and figure out how you can make it possible for that to be your employment. I'm not necessarily talking about entrepreneurship. This can go for a lot of things. However, of course, because this is a reseller slash thrifting podcast, this is probably going to wind up in the entrepreneurship lane. Turning your hobby into a business is rewarding for everyone involved. It allows you to go to work every day and actually enjoy what you do, spend time doing what you love while you're supporting yourself, supporting your family, supporting your business, whatever it is. There are so many beneficial things that can come from turning your business into a hobby and turning your hobby into a business. It just, it goes back and forth. Whether you like to sell Whether you really like coffee and you want to open a coffee shop or like me, you really love thrifting. So you figured out how to make that hobby of how much money you were already going to spend at the thrift store, but turning it into a profit. There's so many different things that you can do and so many different businesses that can be born from hobbies. So there are a couple of things that you, of course, need to do. Um, I was listening to a podcast this week. From the Thick and Thin podcast with Katie Bellotti. The episode, I'm going to go and see what the episode, the episode is called Flying Too Close to the Sun. She talked about, you know, just that phrase on TikTok of girl bossing a little bit too close to the sun and where it came from. And she was talking about her personal life. Um, And at the end, she had a Dear Katie segment where she asked people to ask her questions. And someone asked about becoming a freelancer. This also stays the same. It goes in the same route of freelancing, small business owning. A lot of that goes hand in hand. And she made a really, really good point. If you are currently working a nine to five or a corporate job or full-time student, 
for something that is completely unrelated to what you like to do, and you're thinking about making that jump, I think it's really, really important that you try it out while you're working. Don't just quit. Don't just cold turkey do it. There are so many things, there are so many good things that could happen if you do that. However, you've got to also think realistically. So before you think about dropping everything, see if what you want to do, see if that hobby that you want to turn into a business is feasible to actually become a livelihood for you. Um, She made a really good point of how she spent six months making sure she had enough money to cover rent just in case her freelancing didn't go off. And she spent six months before she quit just working her nine to five and balancing her freelancing and seeing if she could build up a client base and just keep that going and seeing how much she, how much money she can make. And I think that's such a really important aspect that a lot of people forget when they want to turn their hobby into a business. They think, okay, well, everything's going to go right because this is something that I love. Before you do anything, before you make any tough decisions, you definitely need to make sure that your plan is feasible. Make sure that you're doing this for the right reason. Make sure that you're checking yourself, checking in with yourself, making sure you're not just being manic and wanting to do something right now, but also make sure you have enough money just in case that hobby into a business doesn't work out because not every business is going to be a success story. Not every dream is going to be reality. So just make sure you take the necessary precautions, especially, for example, when you're a reseller and you want to go from part-time to full-time, make sure that it's doable for you. If you have a really good job and you are balancing it and you notice that you're starting to make more money than if you were actually working, that's when you might realize that it's more beneficial for you to go full-time. But on the contrary, if you're not doing as well and you're already you know, behind on your work and your other job, just check yourself and make sure that it works for you. So next, when you're turning your business, you're scrapping a business from a hobby, you need to make sure it's feasible. And the best way to do that is writing out a business plan. I'm currently in an entrepreneurship class at college and um, we're actually in the process of drafting a business plan. And it's really cool because as a business owner, I get to see, you know, some things that I maybe missed out on that I didn't know before I took this class, but now I do know, and I'm going to, it's never too late to do that business plan. Your business plan really needs to go through certain things. In your business plan, here's a list of things that you should include. Um, A summary of what you want to do, a company overview, list of products and services you want to offer, marketing strategies, your sales and marketing plan, milestones and metrics, giving yourself some goals, and your financial plan, taxes, how much money you need to make, how much money you need to pay out, all of that. A business plan is what keeps your business alive. It keeps your business on top and it keeps your business organized. Organization is so important. When you are starting that hobby and you love that hobby, just for example, I have a huge passion for thrifting. I've loved thrifting since I was a kid. I remember it was me, my mom, and my grandmother's Sunday tradition, my dad and my grandfather would stay um, at the house and watch football on Sundays. And me, my mom, and my grandmother would go to Goodwill every single Sunday because they had 99 cent and 50% off of two different colors. We would go to Goodwill all the time. And I was like five and six going to the thrift store and I just kept going and kept going. And I, I love thrifting. I love thrifting. So seeing 
the value in turning that hobby into a business, I saw first other people flipping. I saw how I could get a t-shirt for $2.97 and it could be flipped for $25 in some cases. And just reflecting on that and seeing that this thing I already plan on doing, the amount of money I already spend at the thrift store, because I have this thing where I only, my personal closet, I only thrift or shop at liquidation. And that's just how I am. I have a couple nice things, but for the most part, I love having a closet full of thrifted and recycled clothing because it's so important. I don't want new items that are going to be thrown out in a couple of years. So I already saw that. I already saw how much money I was investing into thrift stores near me. And I realized that I could turn it into a business. Has it been sunshine and rainbows? No, absolutely not. There's some th- times where I've been thrifting so much. I've never thrifted this much in my entire life to the point where I've gotten to the point where I sometimes get sick of going to the thrift stores. Um, It feels like I go to a thrift store almost every single day, and I do. I get tired of it, but at the same time, when I turned my hobby into a business, I also understood that when you do that, you tend to lose a little bit of the joy you once had for your hobby. I went from spending, you know, one or two days a week at the thrift store with my family to now having to go there almost every single day every other day, whatever it is, just for my business and to get orders out and stuff like that. So understanding that it's it's a hobby. I love hobbies and I love hobbies that you don't make money off of. I have hobbies. I like to go hiking. I like to read. I like to, I'm just a big outdoors person and I never want to make money off of that. I never want to be a tour guide or whatever, you know, you can do in your hobbies. But There are some hobbies that you are aware that once you get into the business making aspect of it, you might love it a little bit less. Just for another reference to another podcast, I was listening to um, Anything Goes by Emma Chamberlain. She had an episode a couple of weeks ago called The Truth of Being Self-Employed, The Truth About Being Self-Employed, and she just talked about how she started YouTube with this burning passion of editing videos. And then once she started making money off of it, that's when her passion kind of fell off. It didn't excite her as much. It felt as a job. You have to understand that if you want to turn your hobby into a business, it has to be a job first. It can't necessarily be a hobby first once you make that transition. So just Making sure that you understand that that hobby you once had and loved might change a little bit once you start profiting off of it is the biggest reality check that I think anybody should take into account. I learned that, but at the same time, I do not hate thrifting. I still love thrifting. I still go to the thrift store. I still buy myself things from the thrift store all the time. However, there are some times when I'm like, I will cry if I see another thrift store. But I know that that's just how I make my money and that's how I have that. But it also makes my business that much more special because I have this tie to it because it was a hobby before it was a business. So just reality check yourself, drop that business plan and also understand that your feelings towards that hobby might change a little bit. 
just like any aspect, I don't have to run through how to make a business, you know, figure out where you want to sell, what you want to do. But I just kind of wanted to give you guys some encouragement if you are wanting to turn your hobby into a business. Just think of something that overexcites you. If you really, really like coffee, maybe you want to get into the coffee selling business, and that is very doable. You have to just go through the regulations, figure out where you want to source your coffee from, how you want to sell your coffee. You can sell coffee online now. You can sell coffee in store, open up a coffee shop, whatever you want to do. If you love thrifting as much as I do and you want to turn that hobby into a business, seeing the value of what you're getting, especially in the thrifting realm, you're going to have to compare, you're going to have to contrast, and you're going to have to have your phone on you in the thrift store. I know the first time that I actually started thrifting for profit, I went into the thrift store. I was looking through items and I was saying, okay, how much is this worth? How much is this worth? Searching it on Poshmark, searching it on the internet, seeing how much I could get off of this was a really cool thing to see and to do. And seeing and thinking about, I used to think about all the things I used to pass up or all the things that I had gotten from the thrift store and then redonated because I wasn't wearing them. And now I'm like, oh, I wish I could have had that for my business. And it's just so cool because you start changing your perspective of your hobby. You start changing it to see the profit out of it, to see how you can make money out of it and how you can have a business out of it. I will be the main person to advocate and say, doing what you love for employment is the best thing that you can do for yourself. I'm currently going through college for something completely different than what I do with my business. I'm getting a degree in communications and I want to work in journalism. That has nothing to do really with entrepreneurship. But I wanted to have that balance where I can work and do the two things I desperately love. So on top of learning journalism and doing different things in college, I am also, like I said, taking an entrepreneurship class. Last semester, I took public relations and advertising. So I'm expanding my network too, just in case I want to fall back full-time on my business, which is something I'm very, very much considering after I graduate because I've, I've never had more fun than what I'm doing now. Just running your business and doing something that started off as a hobby is so much joy because you get to figure out what you want to do. You get to go whichever route you want to go through next. And it's just a really cool opportunity for you to see the world from a different perspective, not necessarily having a boss or whatever, because when it's your business, it's your business. And that also goes in a different aspect. This is something I haven't really talked about on this podcast, but I definitely want to get into it the more I'm learning in my entrepreneurship class. But Even if you want to start owning franchises, franchising is a really great way to be an entrepreneurship, be an entrepreneur without having to worry about keeping your business afloat because the marketing is already there for you. So if you love coffee, but you don't necessarily want to make that jump to start your own coffee shop and start from the ground up, franchising can be a really good opportunity for you. If you love you know, clothing and you want to have a brick and mortar, but you don't necessarily want to start from the ground up, franchising a business can be really, really beneficial for you. There's so many different ways that you can turn your hobby into a business. And it's not just thrifting, it's coffee, it's 
helping people, being a tutor. If you love helping others and you're really smart, be a tutor and turn that into a business. There are so many different routes you can go because there's so many different hobbies that people have. Perfect example of someone turning their hobby into a business, Tony Hawk. Everybody knows who Tony Hawk is. I doubt there's a person right now who doesn't, who hasn't at least heard that name. Tony Hawk is a world-renowned skateboarder, and he turned his passion and his hobby, because skateboarding is a hobby, into a complete and utter transition in the 90s and early 2000s of the skater world. He sold clothing. He sold skateboards. He sold, you know, everything that he possibly could. And it was his hobby. It's something that he loved to do. And he still skateboards and he still makes a profit out of it by competing and doing so many different things. It's not always going to be a bad thing when you turn your hobby into a business, but you do have to understand that your motive has to change from going to the thrift store and finding cute things for you to going to the thrift store and seeing things that you might like, but you know your customers will like more, and making that transition and making that reflection of, okay, it's a little bit different because it's bigger than me now. So understanding that turning your hobby into a business is going to change how you perceive things, but not necessarily in a bad thing is so important to realize before you even make that decision. Not all hobbies need to be made from a profit. That's also another thing that I want to close out with. Not all hobbies are something that you should, you know, try to make money off of. If it's something that you know you don't need to make money off of and you don't want to change the way you feel about it, maybe don't go that route. If you find inner peace from doing something, turning it into a profit margin and turning it into how much money can I make a week? And if I am not successful at this, am I going to change how I feel about this? It can really, really hurt you. Having hobbies is so important and having hobbies that you don't profit off of is just as important because you need to have those moments in life. You need to have those things in life that you don't necessarily make money from. You just get joy from because in some aspects, joy is more profitable than money. So I just wanted to talk about turning your business into a hobby. I'm not really into the logistics of it because I have so many episodes about, you know, starting your business and how you want to do it. But yeah, I turned my hobby into a business and it was one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And speaking of turning my hobby into a business, I get to reflect on that at the end of this episode. So we're going to we're going to transition over to reflecting on my 3,000 Etsy sales. Last week, I hit 3,000 Etsy sales, and it was, I literally called my mom, and I was so excited, and I was so happy, and I was so proud of myself. I treated myself to dinner. I had the day to myself. It was just a good day. I treated myself for my 3,000 Etsy sales. I first started selling selling, like actual selling where I tried a lot more back at the beginning of the pandemic when we were first in lockdown in 2020. Yeah, 2020. And now it's 2022. And I've just, I am so, so grateful for this moment. I'm very grateful to have that many sales, have that many people who shopped for me and supported me. And I get to do what I love. Like, I love what I do. I sell sweatshirt boxes, um, sports shirts, Fisco necklaces, sunglasses, so many different things on my Etsy. And 
getting to style people and pick out things for people and ship things for people. It's just so much fun. If you have ever listened to this podcast, you know, one of my favorite things and one of the most relaxing things I do is package. I love packaging. Like if I don't have an order um, that I can package right then and there, I do. I get anxious. I love packaging because that's the way I can show appreciation to my customers. And through these 3000 sales, I've learned so much about my business. I've learned so much about my customers. I've you know, had really good connections and learned a lot from Etsy. And it's just changed my life. It's, it's changed my life. Um, I'm just very grateful. I really am. At the beginning of the pandemic, I, before I started my business, my family and I had a couple of financial struggles because, you know, a lot of people were losing their jobs at the beginning of the pandemic and so much was happening. And as my business started to ramp up and ramp up, I was able to literally pay my own rent. Before that, I, you know, was living on campus and it was hard for my family. And I don't even know if they could pay my rent if I didn't have this business. Like this business is how I pay my rent. This is how I feed. I pay my own rent. I pay my own groceries, all of that. And this business is how I do all of that. And I'm just so grateful that 3,000 sales, 3,000 people, whatever, 3,000 customers returning and new trusted me for my business. And there were some ups and some some downs. There were some times where I did think I wanted to give it up. And there were some times where I got really sad and so much was going on. But at the same time, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to make these sales. I just, I found my craft. I found something I really, really like to do. And I made the most out of it. I really like mystery boxes. I really like giving people surprises and decorating things and decorating boxes and writing handmade, handwritten notes and thank yous to my customers. I just love it. I love everything about what I do. And I can't thank everybody who has shopped, has supported me, has even, if you've even looked at my Etsy shop, thank you. I don't think there's a way that I could ever fully express the gratitude that I feel, but just getting to do this every single day and run my business and having a hobby as thrifting turn into my business is just crazy. It's just amazing that this is the point in life that I'm at and I'm about to graduate college. And honestly, I wouldn't have been able to graduate college if it wasn't for this business. It's just, it's kept me occupied. I don't know what I, I was reflecting on this the other day. I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't have my business to do. Um, and I'm just so grateful to have 3,000 sales, to hit that big number. It was so, it was just so good. It was so fun. It was so everything to me. It was so amazing. And I'm just so happy that I have the opportunity to do this. And if any of you are selling on any magnitude, you don't have to have 3,000 sales to feel just as grateful as I do. And that's one thing I definitely want to I wish the world had more of 
is gratitude. I'm, I'm extremely grateful and at a loss for words, just thinking about the 3,000 sales. I'm just thinking about 3,000 different poly mailers that have gone out. 3,000 different boxes, priority boxes, regular boxes that have gone out. It's just crazy to me, y'all. It is just crazy to me. Um, and I just, I can't wait to see what else. I was literally packaging orders before I did this podcast. It's 10 a.m. I was packaging orders at 8 in the morning because I have a busy day ahead of me and I wanted to go ahead and get it out there. And I'm just so happy and so grateful. So if you wanted a sign to conclude this episode, if you wanted a sign, if you were looking for a sign to turn your hobby into a business, this is it. I turned my hobby into of thrifting into a business and I've now reached over 3,000 Etsy sales. It is just so cool to me. I'm a huge sports fan. And I dropped my sports mystery box a couple weeks ago. Well, not a couple weeks ago. I'm so sorry. A year ago or a year and a half ago. And I love it. I love getting to shop all these different teams and seeing all these different teams. And some of them I keep for myself. Um, and it's just so crazy to me that this is my life. And this is this is your life too. Whether you have 3,000 or not, if you're selling on Etsy and you have 10 sales or you have on your own, you're on Poshmark or Depop and you have 30 sales or 100 or 5,000 sales, it doesn't matter. There's so much to be grateful for, especially if you have turned your hobby into a business. And if you wanted a sign to know whether you should or you should not turn your hobby into a business, this is your sign. Do it. Take that chance. Take those measures, of course, because I didn't just completely drop out of college when I realized that I wanted to turn thrifting into a profit. I kept going with college. and I'm going to get my degree and have things to fall back on. But I also understand that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity where I'm making money off of something I genuinely love to do. And I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. And I want to express this gratitude towards you all and encourage you guys to feel this gratitude. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This episode was a little bit different. It wasn't necessarily taking notes. It's more of listening and just me reflecting on my thoughts and you guys listening. It's it's basically my spoken diary, this podcast. and. I'm just so extremely grateful that I hit 3,000 sales. I just truly can't believe it. When I started this, I didn't think I would do this much. I just thought I would, I would just, you know, get to go to dirt cheap and Goodwill and dress people. And it's like, now I get to do so much. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm very grateful for this opportunity. I can't, I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to listen to this podcast. This podcast has also been my outlet of getting to, hang out with you guys and talk to you guys and you guys reaching out to me. I love when you guys message me. I told you guys I have people messaging me on Depop, on my Instagram, my business Instagram and my podcast Instagram. Um, you guys are leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's so amazing and I'm so grateful. So this is going to be a gratitude episode. This is going to be that passionate episode you guys have probably been wanting. And I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I promise we're going to get back on schedule. I promise. Life has been very hard for me lately with school, balancing school and my business. But I am, we're going to go back to Thursdays. I don't know if we're going to do weekly or bi-weekly. I'm just going to try my best. It's been a while since I did the last podcast, but I'm here now. 
That's all that matters. And I want to thank you guys so much for continuing to listen to this podcast. And if you ever want to reach out to me, don't forget to follow the Instagram at thriftinateasypod. Follow my business's Instagram at the Cheap Teak. Check out my Etsy at the Cheap Teak. Um, Depop, Poshmark, all of it, Cheap Teak. I love getting you guys you guys' feedback. So if you want to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, you can do that. You now have the opportunity to leave reviews on Spotify. So if you are a Spotify listener, you can now leave reviews. So if you want to leave a review for me on there, just go to my page, like the overall page um, of Thrifting Easy on Spotify, and you can leave me a review on there if you want to, whatever you want to do. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. We'll get back into our regularly, I hate that word, regularly scheduled learning episodes. But yeah. Also, I wanted to give you guys a life update because I realized I never put it on my Instagram, but I got a Rolo. So I will give a full podcast review on Rolo in the coming weeks. Just know I have some good things. I have some bad things. However, I love the Rolo. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye.